Before we get into this episode, I just want to say a big thank you to our supporters, Festival Republic. You've probably spent a weekend in a field with them at some point. They put on some of the UK's best known festivals. They're also leading when it comes to sustainability. This year, they're collaborating with Music Declares Emergency to transition their event power to grid energy and are displaying the carbon footprint of the food on sale. They've already switched single-use plastic bottles to those made from recycled materials, brought in deposit return schemes for cups and are zero waste to landfill. They're also actively engaged in greening the music industry through Vision 2025, a body bringing outdoor events and climate goals together. Sounds Like a Plan is all about ideas and solutions, so it made sense to me to team up with one of the most proactive festival organisers out there. One of their main events is Wireless Festival, an incredible lineup this year. It takes place across three different sites, including outdoor at the NEC Birmingham between the 8th and 10th of July 2022. Tickets are on sale now. Head to birmingham.wirelessfestival.co.uk forward slash tickets to get yours. That's birmingham.wirelessfestival.co.uk forward slash tickets. So big up Festival Republic for their support and their essential work. They say their job is to preserve the live music experience for generations to come. And that is something we can all get behind. Hello and welcome to Sounds Like a Plan, a podcast all about how the music world is taking action in the climate crisis. I'm journalist and podcaster Greg Cochran. And I'm Faye Milton, a musician, producer and co-founder of Music Declares Emergency. This time on the podcast, we are marking Earth Day 2022 with a special episode and a special guest. We are joined by singer, songwriter and environmentalist Nick Mulvey. Nick shares his plans for this year's Earth Day, talks about his growing interest in climate action and how this all makes its way into his songwriting. It's a huge week for climate and climate action. We'll also round up the best of what's happening in the music world so you don't miss out. So let's get into the podcast. Welcome everybody and happy slightly early Earth Day to everybody listening and to you Faye. Before we get into all of the plans happening in the music world around Earth Day I wanted to just take a second to ask a bit about what it means to you I suppose because Earth Day is obviously like a really really busy period for you but in its kind of core essence with Earth Day what what does that actually mean to you? As I run a climate campaign it's a time you know climatey stuff happens so you can focus stuff around mm. that people are thinking about it and it's it's in conversation I think with the IPCC reports coming out it's like back in the conversation Extinction Rebellion are out on the streets there's a stop oil people just out everyone's out doing stuff so it feels like a kind of climate Christmas in a way mm. um, an environmental Christmas I mean, lots of us know about Earth Day, obviously, and have heard about it. Like your inbox will probably be full of brands sending you emails about it. The origins of it go back to the early 1970s and it started in the USA. And it was basically a focus point, as you just mentioned there, Faye, to push environmental issues onto the national political agenda. So at that point, it was things like clean air and clean water. And so to be honest, like in this kind of 
50 plus years that it's been going, these are still things that we're obviously talking about. And it is this sort of like this action point, this sort of day of focused, but um, has evolved obviously over the years. But yeah, I suppose we should say to people like whatever you have planned, if you know, if you've got plans for Earth Day, whether you're taking some time to, to reflect and just to clear your mind, or if you've got a day of action planned of some description, we really hope it's a good one for you. With us here on the podcast, we want to bring you something slightly special for uh, this year's Earth Day. Coming up, we have a great conversation to share with you uh, recorded with Nick Mulvey last week, in fact. So this one's pretty fresh. But first, Fate, with so much happening in the music world uh, for this year's Earth Day, I think we should share some of what's going on with everyone listening. Do you want to start and tell us a little bit about some of the plans that Music Declares Emergency have? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, Earth Day is the Friday, the 22nd of April. So for those Mm -hmm. wondering, when is this elusive Earth Day? That's when it is. We're doing loads and loads of things with lots of different partners this year. So there's an amazing campaign with Earth Percent that we'll talk about later. And we're also helping this incredible group called Planet Resolution release this song. And the song has been written by songwriters at Decca and it's been gifted free, so it's royalty free, and it's been sung by people in every single country in the world. And the song is called Resolution Song. It's beautiful and I can't even explain to you how amazing all of these different versions, you know, ones from every country in Africa, ones from every country in Europe, just the different versions, people dressed in their national dress, people just recreating the song in their own languages, their own styles. There's like an Afrobeat version. There's like a, there's an Iraqi classical music version. There's this incredible version from a Maori group in New Zealand. So it's insanely good. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful project. And we're going to be releasing that track with a video on Earth Day. So it's Friday the 22nd of April and it's called Resolution Song. And that's actually, we're releasing an album of all of the different tracks. So if you go to Spotify or whatever streaming service you use, you'll find that underneath Resolution Song and there's a Katie Tunstall version. There's all sorts of stuff. It's absolutely bloody brilliant and I'm very excited about it and we're also doing a campaign with Music Venues Trust so it's encouraging people to go local for Earth Day you know rejuvenating your local town centre going back to your local venue showing them some love and also it's better for the environment if you're not driving halfway around the country for a Friday night out something like 300 venues in the UK are taking part in the Go Local uh, Music Venues Trust campaign so that's really exciting We're also releasing Music Declares Emergency info packs, which are an amazing guide for the music industry to go green. And they're aimed at people who are taking their first steps in sustainability up to, you know, you've already done a few things and you want to go a bit deeper. So it's it's really sort of accessible. And there's information in there for record labels, for artists, for fans for promoters, for venues. It's, it's really encompassing the industry and it's a really nice little read. It's laid out really nicely. It's incredibly accessible. So those are going to be available from Tuesday the 19th of April on the Music Declares Emergency website, which is musicdeclares.net. Yeah, this. I mean, this just sounds absolutely amazing. I mean, congratulations. <laughs> There's a lot, so much hard work has gone into it. And yeah, we'd love to point people towards Music Declares Emergency. Just, just search for that on socials and you can keep up to date with all those different things happening a couple of things i want to shout out for for earth day um actually happening on the day itself one for those that might be in london or somewhere near london the brilliant artist and musician love sega has put together a unique live show happening at the national gallery it sounds really really cool it's a performance that is going to explore the themes of art and science sustainability and social housing it's called love sega's home zero it's got poetry and 
choreography and obviously music done by Sega himself. And so go and check that out. That could be one to, to head to if you're looking for some live music on Earth Day. If you're not heading to one of those independent venues that Faye just <laughs> mentioned, it's nationalgallery.org.uk for more information on that show. And Faye, you'll remember we were joined by Lauren Sullivan from uh, the organisation Reverb on the podcast mm. last series. Reverb, an amazing music climate collective in the States. We've worked with the likes of Tame Impala and Billie Eilish, bring climate education to, to live shows, among, amongst other things. On Earth Day, Reverb are asking followers to share their favourite Earth spot. So somewhere that you, you love going on planet Earth, somewhere you love spending time mm-hmm. and share that with um, your followers and with the followers of Reverb. And basically, if you want to add the, or uh, any motivations you might have around the climate action you take, they'd love to hear that as well. So you can follow all that Reverb are doing for that using the hashtags Reverb Parting Shot and also Music Climate Revolution. They're also reverb underscore org on Instagram. Also, get in touch with us. We'd love to share as many of um, your plans that you have on Earth Day as possible. We're Sounds Like a Plan podcast on Instagram. Like We'll be reposting stuff that day and sharing as many of these things as possible. So do get in touch with us. Faye, there's also a biggie happening that you just mentioned. Um Brian Eno's Earth Percent Charity, and we've had him on the podcast before. Please do scroll back wherever you're listening to this and check out that episode. It's a brilliant listen. Earth Percent have teamed up with Bandcamp, and the idea is, really, really excitingly, that on Earth Day, they're going to fill the internet with previously unheard music in order to raise awareness and funding around climate change and climate action. Approximately 100 artists are involved with this, including, wait for it, Coldplay, uh, there's my Coldplay <laughs> mention. Um, Finally, a legitimate Coldplay um, reference. <laughs> yeah, not completely crowbarred in. Um, Anna Calvi, uh, The Weather Station, Murkage Dave, Declan McKenna, and many, many others to be revealed on Earth Day itself. And the best thing you can do is glue your eyes to Music Declares Emergency Socials and Earth Percent Socials uh, across Twitter, Instagram, places like that to basically keep up to date with all the music that's being released on Bandcamp. It's going to be on the Earth percent Bandcamp and on some of the artist Bandcamp pages as well. This is going to be huge, I think. And hugest of all, Faye, you've contributed some music to this. You are involved with this project. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting I'm on the artist side of that as well. Well, I actually had a quite amazing experience of going into the studio with Brian Eno and Hot Chip. And we all piled into Hot Chip Studio and made some music together. I was playing the drums, um, obviously, and uh, Hot Chip were doing their thing. Brian was doing his thing. We worked on a track that Brian had written in Russia many, many years ago. It's got this kind of mystique to it. And it's incredible. It's a really beautiful song. We're releasing two versions of it. So there's one that's like very true to the original. And there's another one that's very sort of synthy, hot chipped up. That one's got a bit more kind of my style drum beat on it. So yeah, it's that's going to be available on Bandcamp for Earth Day. And if you buy it, all the money goes towards all of the charities that Earth Percent donate to. So it's you do one donation, it goes, spits out between lots and lots of different charities so that was fun <laughs> yeah it sounds so exciting super cool yeah I mean um, I hadn't I played s- the drums for ages and I was like okay no pressure yeah how did it feel it was great it was really fun and I think that the fact that we we're all doing it because we all really believe in the cause it you know it it ties it together with a real sense of purpose 
brilliant i cannot wait to hear it yeah people should check that out on uh, on earth day so this kind of leads us quite nicely into um our guest Faye this week on the podcast because nick mulvey is involved with that um, mm. earth percent campaign as well he's going to be releasing some new music he talks a little bit about that in the chat we're about to play out you've come across nick in kind of music climate circles a few times in the in the past couple of years i wonder if you know you want to tell me a little bit about what you your, your kind of awareness of nick's work and and what, what you thought of him before we we had this sort of chat with him on the podcast he's he speaks out a lot on climate issues and we've been in the same circles a bunch of times now and he's a super beautiful kind human being and that really comes through his music we got to see him live at, in glasgow up around cop 26 time he's on stage but he brings everyone into the performance people are singing along and really getting involved and it's very sweet it's very kind of um it's very heartwarming music it's really really brings people in the room together and it's just always a pleasure to talk to nick very philosophical and i think our listeners are going to really enjoy this podcast today real pleasure to have such a distinguished uh, songwriter on the podcast nick's released two solo albums today wake up now and first mind which was nominated for the mercury prize and he's got a new album which is called new mythology which is coming out on the 10th of june which he talks a little bit about in this but i think space perfectly summed it up so for this earth day special here is nick mulvey on sounds of the planet Nick, welcome to the podcast. It's absolutely fantastic to have you with us. And um, we're calling this our Earth Day special. I'm just wondering if you have any specific plans for this year's Earth Day. Well, one thing I'm doing is releasing a remix of one of my recent singles and reworking it in a really nice expanded version. Yeah, it's a song called A Prayer of My Own. And A Prayer of My Own is, is really coming from my feelings about being alive at this time and being, being with these times and in these times and, and what it is to not run away and what it is to, to feel feel our feelings in, in these times. And um, yeah, remixing that for Earth Day is something I'm really excited about, yeah. Yeah, and so this is part of Earth Percent. How does it feel to be sort of joining your, your music peers, your music colleagues in, in sort of galvanizing for this year's Earth Day? Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, it's a really great structure within the music industry that's mm. making it very easy to um to organize myself and the way my my music and business works and the way the money works in a way that feels kind of quite new and, and cutting edge but i think i hope to see it kind of normalized mm. in, in, a, in a broader way across across different different parts of culture and and, and, and our world and in, in that the idea that every commercial transaction could contain something that goes back to the earth and that that reciprocity mm is the nat- is is the way the world works and we want to we want to be a part of that you know we can make every song have a bit that goes back to the earth and, and before we get um, into talking about your kind of feelings on the subject of the environment how that makes its way into your your craft and your songwriting i wondered how you felt about the last couple of years the the music community broadly engaging in this subject has it felt like there's a bit more momentum and 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 things coming together and and knowledge sharing and community and it sounds like you've kind of found a group of people that are helping you do something that you want to do is that something you feel yeah i mean that's the other side of of earth percent is that i'm finding this you know like-minded souls in the music industry and a real open desire to to collaborate quite quite intensively right now at this time like just how can we be helpful how can we 
you know, work together. And that has for sure got a new flavour to it, you know, with, with the good, best intentions, yeah. And, and obviously, like, the music that you, you, you make, like, historically going back kind of, you know, a decade or more, has always felt, like, deeply connected to the natural world, the environment, and humans as well, and, and how those two subjects cross over and intermingle. I, I'm interested to know if you just take us back kind of to, to some of like more of your like formative songwriting can you identify that in your own songwriting going back quite a long way yeah I think I can actually like if if I can follow this thread all the way back like I was playing recently and I and I stumbled across some patterns that I was really happy to remember because they were really from a while back like when I first started playing when I was about 16 or 17 really simple but I was like oh yeah that position that thing and what was interesting was that like it had some of the qualities of the way that I put the patterns together that I then found in African guitar playing, or I found in other different, more hypnotic, more repetitive musics, I was already doing them and, and inclined towards them before I then heard that music. And so that was really interesting for me to kind of, I kind of knew already, but to clarify that these are, these are in me, they're really deeply in me. And the reason why I go that far back and that go, go that deep with, with the answer to your question, Greg, in a sense, is that it's from those patterns and the pattern building and the way the loops work that I kind of get my melody phrases and, and that they inform my voice. And then from from there, it kind of comes into into words and from words into into meanings. And then, like, of course, my mind and the things I wish to talk about and the things I care about do engage for sure i i have always cared about the things i care about um my confidence in being really transparent about them is, is a different narrative and that's grown with like having doing hundreds of gigs or just being growing into myself and i could i could go on but i think i think that there's a lot in there yeah that's really yeah. interesting because we spoke to rye reynolds from um enter shikari and he said a very similar thing of he used to sort of weave these analogies and, and metaphors about climate issues and environment into his lyrics. And they were kind of hidden behind poetry. And now he's just like straight up singing about what he wants because he's grown, that confidence has grown. And I think it's that slight, it's more okay to talk about this stuff now. Um, there's more yeah. people talking about it, you're less out on a limb. So is that, do you think that extra communities helped you be more um, transparent about what you're singing about? Yeah, it's a shift I'm seeing across my life in general, across the world in, in, in so many ways, you know, like I get confidence from other artists who are stepping out and, and speaking really truthfully. You know, to say these are times of revelation, I think is, is quite a reasonable thing to say these mm. days. Whereas not long ago, that was like, you know, you, you were the, the one out on a limb. You know, one that comes to my mind is that my parents were born in a certain generation where they, you know, after the Second World War and the state was something that was very kind of solid and they mm. would sort of believe there are a few rotten politicians but that like generally it works or they would believe in basically the banks were a good thing or you know mm. and I, my conversations with them have changed a lot they're not like they're very nuanced conversations but there's a lot more kind of critical thinking and but I love that phrase I love that phrase things are not getting worse they're just getting more obvious oh that's a brilliant one yeah I don't I don't think there's more to criticize now I think things all, all the kind of colonial tendencies that we're beginning to kind of understand and unpick that are, mm. are, are right at the heart of all these structures that we just call the world and the way mm. the way the world works like that are kind of all come so many coming into question now as we're at this moment we're, we're sort of seeing that like it's more that perhaps that we're on the receiving end of a lot of the things that were always difficult 
Yeah, yeah, we're just more aware of it. I'm really interested to hear a bit more about the song that you're releasing um, on Bandcamp for Earth Percent on Earth Day. You said a line about it's it's about not running away from your feelings about being in this time that we're in. And I think that's something that's really at the key issue of why there's not more action on climate is because people en masse are blocking out, running away, mm. reading things that are very, very shocking and somehow managing to forget them. And if you're, mm. I guess, all of us three on this call are people who are not able to read that thing and, and block it out anymore. It's, it's got to a critical point where you have to sort of try and really look at it and not run away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the song is called A Prayer of My Own. It started with uh, one of my favorite teachers and inspirations is an American, a very beloved American called Ram Das. One of the things I heard him say a few times to these talks is, um, is how to keep an open heart in hell. And basically every time I heard that, I would involuntarily sort of reach behind me for my guitar, like, because I found it so lyrical and so, mm. it, so inspiring. Well, that sounds wonderful. What an amazing phrase, keep, your, keep an open heart in hell. That's like a tattoo waiting to happen, I reckon. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, so this, this remix we're doing for Earth Day, we are playing with some audio from Fahana Yamin. Oh, amazing. Brilliant woman. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to open up the track in a few ways and just put in some other kind of media in there. And, and Fahana really came to mind as Great. someone so, so inspiring in this time. Yeah, so we're putting some phrases that she's been talking, she's saying about climate justice um, in the beginning of the remix. And... Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's coming together really nicely. Nick, I want to talk sort of kind of almost like non-music for just for a moment. You're someone who's always been kind of naturally curious about indigenous culture and land defenders and I suppose the cultural history, how sort of communities relate to their land and, and things like that. And I wondered, since we're talking about Earth Day, whether you had any Earth heroes or Earth mentors who you, who you just love the work of that you'd like to kind of share with listeners. Absolutely. I've Yeah, I've always been interested in deeply connected with the with the landscape growing up in England and with the trees and it's not something I really sort of I took it for granted for a long time but but it's it sort of is a really big part of me and at the same time I've had a kind of interest in and, and reverence of different indigenous communities from around the world one that comes to mind is the late and very great Thich Nhat Hanh the Vietnamese Buddhist teacher who died just at the beginning of this year. And he comes to mind particularly for this one, I think, brilliant phrase, which was where he said he encouraged that we, we look at the word, the environment, and the way we use the word environment in, in, in English. Because if we stop and just literally abstract that word and just look at it on its own, uh, consistently meaning with that word, everything other than me. He points out that, that in a way, even deeply rooted within the word, the way we, we're using it is, is the perpetuation of the illusionary separation that I am separate from the world um, that, I, that, that, is, that we're being asked to really examine right now. And, and those kind of observations are really inspiring. It's, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because it's a question of perspective and, like, and, and mindset that these teachings, they kind of all overlap and they, they, they meet in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a central place. When you need to kind of take time for yourself, has it always been a place that you kind of like retreat to? Do you go for a walk or a, or a run or a swim in the sea? Do you recognise that in yourself when you're like, do you need time with the environment to, to compute things? 
Yeah, definitely. I live here in Spain right now, so I'm quite close to the ocean. So it's very frequent time just to go down to the sea and mm. just let it let it wash over and really like <laughs> helps reorganize me and just it's very healing in its own way each time to go down and be in the sea and be in the water. It, it's it's definitely uh, become a key part of of my yeah of my well being. Nick, without kind of naming it, one of the things we've sort of talked about quite a bit already on this podcast is this sense of interbeing, which I know is a term that you've come to to sort of embrace when trying to describe the strands of what you're talking about when you're writing music. I wondered if you wouldn't mind talking a bit about that and, and, and what that means to you and how it's found its way into your work. Yeah, sure. So interbeing is a phrase I actually heard from, again, from Thich Khan. He's just pointing to our shared ground of being that we share with each other, that we share with all animals and indeed all life, really. It is, in a way, a very deep key to, to unlocking things in, for me in my own life, but also I think in these times for us understanding perhaps what's falling away and what's coming through or understanding ourselves in a deeper way. When you know you share a being, then that changes everything about how how different you feel from them or how, you know, competitive perhaps you are with them or, you know, like when, you know, we are, we are the same. It's not a cliche. Like it is, it is there. It is actually the case. Uh, Ed, Ed O'Brien from Radiohead came on the podcast early on and, and there was very much like a, a kind of point that he, he feels constantly connected to is like something that sort of underpins his every day is always constant reminder is that same thing so it's really interesting to hear that it often feels like a bit of a grounding once you discover or once you kind of hold that in your mind if you know what I mean yeah I think having moments kind of growing up where I kind of started to see okay it makes sense to me now my mind the, the, the thought I'm having my body as I perceive it and the world mm. all exist within awareness it's so intimate, it's so familiar, we, we overlook it. You tend to look at, at the universe as a community of subjects, of which I am one and we are all community of subjects together, which then is going to create a lot more compassion, a lot more, um, you know, empathy, a lot. If, if you don't have that being placed in place, we know now really clearly that you, the, 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 the human individual and, and, and the collective tend to then look at the universe as an inanimate collection of objects. And that means you can look at a forest as only so many broad feet of timber or a mm. mountain is just an iron ore deposit, uh, which for our extraction and our, you know, yeah, our exploitation. So it's the being peace that is so, has been missing, I think, in lots of ways. And yeah. Brilliantly mm. explained. Yeah. Nick, I had one more question and I kind of, I always want to sort of caveat this because I, I feel it's important to myself when I'm talking about this kind of stuff is, is this permission to be like, I might change my mind in the future and this is just currently how I feel and almost this caveat that I'm always trying to learn, you know, but I wondered if you had a way of summing up how you feel about the, the greater climate crisis and, and your role as somebody sort of with a platform, as a songwriter, somebody with an audience and, and how you just feel about that right now in April 2022. Like in this moment, you know, you, do you feel exasperated? Do you feel optimistic? Do you feel like you're kind of participating in a way that feels uh, meaningful? I suppose I'm just uh, to get a bit of a window into your thoughts on how you feel and all that. Yeah, I mean, I love I can change my mind at any time. That's such a great phrase to remember and, and iterate from from this moment um 
I feel I feel this like very deep sense of of, of gratitude and happiness in in like finding something I think is useful and and it's it's you know as you're kind of growing in in, in with the, with playing music and, and and like beginning to have a career and, and and you know we receive from our culture a lot of stuff around how big mm. is best basically and like some, mm. some bigger expansion is is the only mark of success and um I feel really really pleased to to do this work at this time um I feel like sometimes I feel afraid I feel afraid about um the noise out there and 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 then like I don't know like even though the times are changing so fast like still the it seems the biggest platforms are still kind of changing slowly or they won't have space for my message or it won't you know I feel I feel fear sometime about how how deeply I care about this work and will it reach all the years I wish it to reach yeah I feel that too right now this week such a pleasure to have nick on the podcast talking about earth day and his work and uh, so much beyond that faye did you did you enjoy catching up with nick on this front yeah absolutely it was really interesting to talk to him about sort of his deep dive into just the meaning of the word environment and the idea of not running away from your feelings and sort of i i really think there's such a great connection between the spirituality of human existence and sort of solving this existential issue. So it was really nice to kind of dig into those things with Nick. Yeah, he's a really soulful guy, isn't he? Like, kind yeah. of, you know how uh, the first, this, this isn't the first time that I've met Nick, but I've only met him on a couple of occasions. And when you meet somebody that immediately you kind of have quite a sort of deep connection with, that's the mm. sort of aura that he gives off, doesn't he, a little bit? Yeah, no, no chitty chatty, straight into the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, very kind of conscientious person as well. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was super interesting hearing him talk about how his how his confidence in speaking out, so you know, using his platform, but also how he works that into his his, his creativity as well has really grown. And and he, he talked about how do you navigate these times? And I know it sounds mm. so simple when you say that, but it's a feeling that we all feel, isn't it? How do you navigate these times? And, and so I thought that was really really interesting, and I think it's really useful that he's so transparent talking about that I think that's Mm. great and I think other artists like hearing that kind of thing as well and also something that I really like about Nick is that he he loves clearly learning and like educating himself like he has a lot of mentors in his life and teachers and elders and and those Mm. people that he sort of reaches out to for knowledge and I always sort of I think that's great because he he always wants to kind of extend his his mind on these subjects so that was brilliant yeah he'll be one of the elders one day it was absolutely brilliant to have Nick on the podcast and if you enjoyed that conversation do get in touch with us let us know what you thought of it now Faye should we have some recommendations I feel like we absolutely filled the bucket with um, recommendations (laughs) for everybody listening this week maybe we can just like just mention two quick ones Um, do you want to go first yeah so as I mentioned at the top of the podcast there's this amazing project called Planet Resolution that we're working on if you follow the hashtag Planet Resolution honestly you need to hear this song sung by all of these people across the world all of these voices coming together it makes your spine tingle it's really really amazing brilliant brilliant and yeah and my recommendation again something we've already mentioned like the earth percent and Bandcamp initiative that's happening the release of all this previously unheard music some of its new some of its remixes some of its live versions stuff of all different types honestly wait till you see the list of people that are involved in this this is amazing do dig into all of that happening on earth day 
it's going to directly fund the most impactful climate organisations working towards a better future for all of us. So um, do get involved. Faye, I've really enjoyed talking to you for this Earth Day special. It's been really fun, this week's podcast. It has. We wish everybody listening a happy and fulfilling Earth Day if you are doing something for it. And we'll be back very soon on Sounds Like a Plan. And we look forward to being with you then. Thanks for streaming this episode of Sounds Like a Plan. Faye Milton was your host along with me, Greg Cochran. This podcast is made by New Allotment. You can find more about them at newallotment.com. And this episode was edited by Tim Cochran with more info at timothycochran.com. Our theme music was created by lightandthunder.com and the artwork is by Stuart Stubbs. Until the next time we're together, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.